0: Jared Williams. What's, What's going up, on, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's So funny. Not a whole lot, you know. Just chilling in the basement. It cracks me up that we're doing a podcast.
0: I uh I knew we yeah. always would. I mean, for everybody that's listening, From
1: the welcome moment. to the first ever podcast.
0: If you couldn't tell.
1: Yeah, I don't even know how this works, but uh we're gonna make it happen one way or another.
0: I know how it works. <laughs> good, one here. of us knows. <laughs> i don't know how it
1: works so what what uh yeah what the heck are we going to talk about
0: i think that well i think that we should talk about you to start because okay. i know who yep. you are but i don't know if anybody else knows who you are your brother probably knows he's going to be our first listener yep, we know it
1: totally probably not too many people are going to know
0: i feel like i need to move there we go um so what do you want to know well what do you do
1: so right now I do a whole lot of like nothing, you know, um,
0: how'd you, what do you mean? You do a whole bunch? Well, of I guess I do stuff.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't even know what I do. I just like come up with things for you to do and other people to do. That's all I do. Um, is that all you've, is that all you've ever no, done? I mean, long story short, um, in reality, like I started my work career really young. Right out of actually I was still in high school. So I was seventeen years old. I was actually sixteen. Got my wife now pregnant, right? And then
0: she wasn't your wife. Then. She was
1: not my wife then. No. Um, she Sitter. is still my wife Sitter. now, which is a good thing. Somehow I lucked out That's on awesome. That
0: one.
1: Um, I talked to yeah. her into just sticking around somehow. I'm not really sure how that worked out. Somehow. <clears> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, she got pregnant young and then I needed a job and her mm-hmm. Dad was a plumber. And so naturally, he got me a job working for his plumbing, not his personal plumbing company, but the plumbing company that he worked for. um I started mm-hmm. as the parts expediter. And I did that for a year. I would basically go to the parts house, pick up parts, and then go drop them off at the appropriate job.
0: And after. Gotcha. Did- where was he? Where was he working at? Um, what was the name of the company?
1: In Fairbanks, Alaska, at a company called. Western mechanical,
0: same place. He gotcha. still works to this day. Yeah. I was going to ask, I was like, dang, he's been, been, there, forever. He's been <laughs> there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a long time. I got, I didn't know. I actually didn't, I didn't know that you ran parts. For yeah. The first I ran year.
1: parts for almost a year, real close. They had a job in, okay. um, in Fort Greeley, which for everybody listening, that's like, I don't know, a hundred miles away from Fairbanks. It's like the next closest mm-hmm. city. And so I actually would drive down there like twice a day.
0: Yeah, oh, for really? almost an entire year. What was what was the smallest thing that you had to drive down Dude, there for?
1: Some days I'd go down there with just a little box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they, you know, they needed it, so. You, it
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I get that, I get down. that. What were, what were you driving? Were you driving like a van? So I'd drive a what?
1: pickup truck, and sometimes I'd drive like uh, what they call a, a deuce and a half, you know, two and a half ton. Mm flatbed truck, old school.
0: That's a cool thing yeah, to call. something. And a half. It's a pretty good one.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. probably the best gig I've ever had because like the responsibilities were really small. Pick up this part, drive it to Greeley, deliver the part. Very easy. Yeah. And the freedom I had, like ultimate freedom, like I'd I'd go in. The guys in Greeley would send me the list of what they needed and I would go mm-hmm. get the stuff. I'd choose which truck I wanted to drive when I left. Sure. The route sure. I took, well, even though there's only one route. And then every yeah. single day I would stop at um, like halfway. There's a lake called Birch Lake, and in the mm-hmm. summer I would stop there, and they had this picnic bench, like sitting mm-hmm. at the lakeside. Mm-hmm. And take a nap on the picnic mm-hmm. bench. That's where I'd spend my. <laughs> that's where I'd spend my lunch. <laughs> I'd nap on the
0: picnic bench. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Cause you'd have a lunch and so that's like how you yeah, would take it. It was lunch, awesome just to go nap on the picnic. And
1: then in the wintertime, once I got into just outside of Fort Greeley, there's is Delta. That's kind of the city that yeah. Fort Greeley relies on. I would stop at um I can't remember the name of the restaurant down there.
0: Is it it's still, still there? there. Do you
1: think? Um Okay. It's Alaska something, obviously. But anyway. Yeah, That's, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, they had grilled cheese and ham sandwiches that mm-hmm. were so good. So in the wintertime, mm-hmm. that was my lunch. I'd stop there, get grilled cheese and ham, and then go gotcha. to Greeley, deliver the parts, and then go back.
0: Yep. Gotcha. Okay, so your first introduction to, to a job, right? You said that was your first job. was my job. first job.
1: Well, that was my first yeah, like first real job. job. First full-time
0: mm-hmm. job. Sure, your first like WT yep. job. Your st- Still in high school, right? Still in high
1: school. I think I started in like yep. March. So I did it like March, April, May while I was in high school.
0: Um, <clears throat> how 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 Um, because you got your then girlfriend now wife pregnant. How quick after that did you get a job?
1: So she got.
0: Dude, I don't even know.
1: Uh, so he was born, you know, I was 16 when she okay. got pregnant. And then he was born mm-hmm. in November. i was 17. and then i got my first job in like march when i was 17. and then i turned 18 in april so real quickly after i turned 18. and i kind of the high school i went they let us work ahead so i was actually able to work ahead of my schoolwork. so at that point in time i only had like one or two classes left to finish so i was able to work most of the day and then i
0: would come in on saturdays and work as well
1: and then once i got out of high school then i just went full-time as parts runner
0: yeah so it sounds like that that was a pretty motivating factor like it sounds like you did okay you're like oh my gosh i'm a yeah. dad i should probably work a bunch and finish my school like you you did the right
1: thing. uh yeah i mean to me there was no other option right having a baby yeah. i'm not gonna the way i was raised i'm not gonna get rid of it so it's my sure. baby with this woman sure. i need to own it and yeah. make it right so that's what i did yeah so i ran that's parts cool. for so 10 that bucks was, an hour for close to a year. And mm-hmm. then right before we got married, so we got married. I went to work in March, turned 18 in April. And then the following year, I uh, let's see, April 4th, that took way too long to think about, I got married. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> Don't worry, she'll never watch it. <laughs> she won't. That's probably yeah.
1: good. Um, <laughs> So I got married. Right. And so I was running parts for almost a year. And right before I got married in March, I got into the local union apprenticeship. Okay. So I ran parts for a year, learned what all the parts were. It was actually a really good, like way to go into the apprenticeship because I already knew what all the parts were, what all the tools were. Mm -hmm. I knew what everything was called. Mm -hmm. And then it was just a matter of learning how to put it all together. So when I got in the apprenticeship, um i kind of had a little bit of a leg up to all the other guys
0: gotcha yeah that sounds like uh more than just a little bit of a leg up to like know all the terminology and to just like understand mm-hmm. those things that seems like seems like a big deal very yeah, useful it was cool. it was good it was useful it made class a lot easier
1: too like because they'd start talking about stuff and i knew what they were talking about where some of the other guys yeah
0: they'd never yeah. seen any of that Sure, so you did not have to do all that extra studying or absorption of information at least to know all those things. Which is good because
1: I'm not very good at absorbing information. So (laughs) So maybe not a leg up, maybe just even the playing field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think you'd have to have that conversation now in your current context to sort of assess that leg up question. Yeah, true. So long
1: story short, went through the apprenticeship, right, and um, learned a ton, Um, I worked for the same company for all five years of my apprenticeship, the way they do the apprenticeship in Alaska is it's five years, no matter what. So no matter how many hours you have, you got to do a five year apprenticeship, Worked for the same company. And then I continued to work for that company for another seven years after turning out, I turned out when I was 24. and They immediately made me foreman on some of the jobs. I literally had no idea what I was Mm -hmm. doing. Um, mm-hmm. and I just faked it till I made it on every single one. And every single job I was wow. forming on was something different. So like, I remember gotcha. the first job was like this big industrial car wash. Mm-hmm. And I'd never worked in a commercial building. So my whole apprenticeship, we did like, we did utilidors, which are mm-hmm. basically yeah. big concrete hallways with utilities running in them and mm-hmm then I got into this, this job and they're like, Hey, you're going to be the foreman over this, you know, industrial car wash job. And I didn't know what half the stuff was. So I remember, I remember there was an electrical foreman out there. And he was like, Hey, this might not make any sense to you, Joel, but for any of the plumbers out there, it'll make sense. He was like, Oh, no, I he got was it, like, 100%. He was like, Hey, um, are you ready to test out the motors on these air handlers? Make sure they're going the right way. dude." And I did not even know what he was talking about. I had no idea. I didn't know
0: I I knew what he was talking about. Like the about. only reason I knew Easy. there was an
1: air handler is because I put it there and then I didn't know there was motors in yeah. them. I didn't know they had fans. I didn't I didn't know how they worked. I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. And he I don't remember what answer I gave him, but I remember I gave him a really dumb answer. I remember his look on his face when he was like,
0: <laughs> Wow, this kid has no idea what he's doing. It was pretty huh. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And you and you're saying you were the foreman of that yeah. job. So I was in charge. And, and then you just you look like you look like a total, total dummy. dummy. Yep. Got it. Fake gotcha. it to make it. Gotcha. So how many jobs did you feel like it took before you knew that before you were confident that you knew None what you were them. doing? Gotcha. You just were like <laughs> making it up as you go. No, know, the it whole started time. to
1: make sense. I mean, you give it a few years of doing a commercial building, and and yeah. you pretty much got it down. And that's part of the reason why you know, I got bored eventually doing that and got into gotcha. what I did after that. Gotcha. What'd you well, talk about? You know, I, right, so I remember, I remember the day very clearly of, I was at a job at an eight bay hangar on Isles air force base and all the doors on the hangar were open. So you can imagine it's a, both sides of the building have hangar doors. And it's eight bays, and all the doors are open. All sixteen doors are wide open, and
0: how big are these doors? huge
1: doors for airplanes? Right, so they're huge, yeah. Bifold, or I don't know, they fold in a bunch of different pieces. And go up to the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can see through this whole building. Right. You can see all the people in there on their man lifts, their vests on, their boots on, their hard hats yeah. on, safety glasses. They're all working.
0: How many people would you say?
1: There's a couple hundred people on that job. Okay, a bunch so a bunch of people, of people they're all in there working, and I'm sitting in an enclosed um snow machine trailer, I don't know, a few hundred feet away. And the back on the snow machine trailer is down, and we've got seats in there, and that's where we're mm-hmm. sitting to take our break. And I'm <clears throat> looking out, I'm looking first, I look at the people that I'm with, and
0: <laughs> like this, like I'm you're like, just like, do yeah, one of these. I am?
1: I'm looking around at these people that I'm with, they're on their phones, they don't <laughs> know what I'm doing, yeah. and I'm looking, I'm like, man, I don't even like. like i did i like the people but i'm looking at them i'm like i don't want to spend my time with these people like (laughs) yeah i don't know what i'm doing here and then i looked out at this job it was raining at the time so it's pouring down rain and i'm looking at that job and all those people in there just miserable as i'll get out and i'm like what am i doing here like why what am i doing i gotta do something different yeah this sucks because it did i looked down at myself and i got my steel toed boots and my pants and my long sleeve shirt and my vest and my stupid hard hat and safety glasses. And I was so tired of doing it at that point in time. It's so it's been like 16 years I've been doing that. Right. The exact same thing.
0: Yeah. Wow. Like yeah. I pretty
1: much equate my job to putting up hangers and putting pipe in hangers Yeah. and anybody who's yeah a plumber who's listening, they know what I mean. We put up hangers, we put in mm-hmm. hangers. And then sometimes we put mm-hmm. stuff in the pipe and that's basically what we do. So 16 years <laughs> later, I'm like looking at this job site. It's freaking miserable. Yeah, I'm like, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I want to go do something else. And that was kind of like what you, that was, that Sorry, was 2019.
0: Ahead. Oh gosh. So just like, that's yeah, very, that current. was
1: like halfway through 2019.
0: And I was like, yeah,
1: I'm going to go do something else. So that job ended. I ended up going to another job for like a month or two. That job slowed mm-hmm. down. So I quit. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go mm-hmm. do something else. And I'd been in business for myself a couple times before. just as a one man show. <clears throat> and what always ended up happening is that I would go into business for myself. I remember the first time I went into business for myself, I bought a van and I came up with a logo and I was like, Oh, this is going to be super, super sweet. I'm going to have like ultimate freedom. Right. And I remember I got my first job. I went and installed a boiler Mm -hmm. for 14,000 bucks, which is way too cheap. And then I think the equipment was like 11 grand and I was there for an entire week and I did the whole job for 14 grand. And I remember thinking, um, I remember thinking, dude, this is sweet. Like. I should, I went there whenever I wanted, which was in the morning yeah. anyways, didn't really matter. And then yeah. for lunch, I went down to a coffee shop and got coffee mm-hmm. and a sandwich every single day for the yeah. whole week. And I was like, man, I am living the life. This is so rad. <laughs> and then when I got paid, I was like, dude, I made twice as much money here than I made at my job. This is this is yeah. cool. But then over time, yeah. this, you know, same thing happened. Both times I went into business for myself as a one man band. Um, I wasn't charging enough. So everybody wanted me to come to their house. Like once word got out, mm-hmm. it just became sure. this flood of work that I couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. And so I would just end up working all the time. And, I, and it would, it'd be in my head all the time mm-hmm. and it was just me. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't, it wasn't like it was stressful. Like I could deal with it but it was always in my head. And then at the end of the year, I, you know, I'd have billed out, you know, three to $500,000 worth of work by myself, but I only made 60 grand. Oh, wow. So I thought to myself, if I keep doing this, like there's no way I can hire somebody. Like I knew what it cost to hire somebody. I thought there's no way I can keep doing this. No way I can hire somebody. And if I do this for 30 years, I'm going to be left with nothing. So the first time I quit, second time I quit. And then after looking in that job trailer and telling myself how much this sucks, when I went into business the third time, I was like, I got to do something different that I know, I know there's plumbing businesses out there that make money that like their business works. I just got to figure out how they do that. And I got to do the same thing. So
0: that's what I did. When you say it was in your head, what are you talking about? What does that mean? Like when you're, when you're just you in your van and you say that the business lives in your head, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, people call and I answer the phone and then right? they're mm-hmm. like, Hey, I got this job. Can you come to my house? Well, I have to give them a time when I'm going to be there. So I had a, I had a mm-hmm. schedule. I had a notebook and I would write all the days, one each page had a day, basically. And so I would go to a blank day and I would say, mm. yeah, I can be there on this day. And I would kind of split my day up into, I would book two jobs a day, basically. Gotcha. And <clears throat> so I knew if if I had a job in the morning and a job in the afternoon, I'd give them 8, 8 a.m., 12 p.m. or 12 a.m., whatever that is, I don't mm-hmm. know, 12 noon. And that's kind of how I... Mm-hmm organize my job. So I would know, and sometimes I'd get booked out like three months. But so I
0: would know wow. in my
1: head, every single job that's in that book, right? So it yeah. just kind of gets to you. And then, you know, you have stuff that happens, like a job takes longer, and you're the one who's gonna call the customers. So you have to get the you have to do all the work, you got to schedule the job, yeah. you got to remember what parts you need for the job, you got to go look at the jobs, you got to bill for the jobs. And it becomes a lot mm. to do for one person to do. And it kind of just completely takes over your brain.
0: Yeah. So when you leave work, when you go home and you take off your vans, because you're not wearing. No, uh-uh, or, uh, no steel <laughs> toes and <you> vans <laughs> all the way. <laughs> and, you take, and you take off your vans. You're still thinking about, okay, how do I, how do I make this work? Like, how do I do all these things? And who do I need to call And What parts do I got to get And all those kind of stuff? That's still exactly in your
1: head. what am I doing tomorrow? All that jazz,
0: yeah. So it's not only like you left like a quote unquote nine to five, yeah. because and then like oh I'm gonna own my own business and it's just gonna be super simple. And now suddenly you've inherited this huge giant yeah. behemoth that you don't really know how and, to get out of. And what did um?
1: And that behemoth at the end of the year ultimately doesn't make you any money. So it's really yeah. easy to Gosh, quit because yeah. you you have no light at the end of the tunnel. right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. Especially because when you when you quit, you could because what did you do? So you did it once and then you quit. And what did you do in between the first time? Yeah, and the I just went round? back to work for somebody else. Went to a, went to a normal gotcha. job, just like I always had. Gotcha. And then did you find yourself in a similar situation in the back of a snow machine Dude, trailer, realizing that this every sucks? time,
1: every time I'd be like, <laughs> "This is so miserable. I'm so tired yeah. of this." Yeah, you know. And
0: I was young, so it's yeah. like,
1: God. you know. I, some guys might get in when they're 30 and they can do it till they're 45 and go, "Hmm, I only got to make it till I'm, you know, 52. It's only seven more years. Yeah. And to them that seven more years to just hit retirement and then be able to stop. That's one thing. But for me, you know, I was 30 years old, 34 years old and I'm already 17, 18 years in and I'm looking, I got to do this for another 20, 25, 30 years just not gonna happen. There's no way I cannot continue to just do this over and over and over again. I can't put any more hangers up and put pipe in it for 30 more years. Yeah, Yeah. so I had to do something. But I you know, and I was in that in that stage for like two or three years. I just didn't know what that something was. Mm. And I thought maybe it could be my own business. But then every time I went into business, it just didn't work didn't make enough money. It didn't make sense to stay in that.
0: Did you do any other businesses outside of plumbing? Did you try to start up any other businesses?
1: Um, I started one business where I made like pre-manufactured boiler panels for people who wanted to install their own boilers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was
0: a... I remember that. Oh da- And I sold a, a few wow, of those and like it was an... really fun and it was yeah. a good
1: learning experience. But the whole thing just Yeah. I mean now I look back on it, I'm like, well, that was a dumb idea. <laughs> Like number one, it's really hard to get in front of your customer. Yeah. Like to find somebody yeah. that yeah wants to put in their own boiler, but doesn't have enough experience. So they have to buy this like pre made panel that's all pre wired, but yeah. they still have to hook everything yeah. up. They still have to do like the final yeah. connections on it. So to find somebody that and they're only looking for it for a very short period of time. So to get yeah. in front of that customer and get them to buy your product yeah. is almost impossible
0: and they also it's not like that's like a five hundred dollar product no like no no and i was, would you would you sell those like 12 no, grand i was selling grand like or three yeah oh wow you're Dude, selling for totally done oh, i'd spend
1: like a thousand bucks on all the materials i'd spend like yeah. two days working on it and then i'd spend yeah. like 500 bucks shipping it out and to me it was like wow. oh sweet i made a thousand bucks in two days but what i what I wasn't thinking of is that number one, it's not scalable. Number two, you can never get in front of your sure. customer. And yeah, because it yeah. was just a dumb business. I ended up selling like three of them. Yeah, gosh, It was kind of cool. Like it was cool at the time.
0: You sold three, I sold three, that's like, I sold, yeah,
1: wow. two, so it's not as cool as it sounds. I sold two locally. I sold one huge one to a coffee shop in Healy. Um, that was mm-hmm. cool with all sorts of cool stuff on it. That one was seven grand. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I sold one to another local guy. And then I actually shipped one to uh New
0: Mexico, I think. Yeah. Oh wow. Dang. So so wow. So somehow how'd you make that New Mexico? I have no connection? idea. Like because you weren't you weren't running ads I was trying to sell them out. on eBay. So I had oh wow. <laughs> I had made some
1: for some friends nice. that I was I went and installed their boiler and I made a couple yep. panels. And then I took pictures of them, and then put them on eBay, and was like, "I'll custom make this, you know, for your system. Here's the pricing, you know, like up to two zones is this much, four zones is this much. Yeah. I had you the tell me what thing. kind of boiler you're putting in, and I'll make the system according to your needs. Yeah. It was cool. It was fun, but not a good business. Terrible, terrible business. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: I don't know, man. I think we should maybe hire some setters, get a couple closures. <laughs> I feel like that. That could be the next jam. <laughs> start some Facebook ads. Yeah, start some, running some ads. You want to put good, your you boiler know? in, but
1: you don't have the experience. <laughs> but you have enough experience. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, do you know how to use a wrench? Oh, dude. Yeah. Can you identify could a bolt? Way beyond that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So then you get back in the business the second time, you drop out for the same reasons because it's just not making you any money and it's way, yeah, too, much way too much work. And then you find yourself in the exact same position as you were and then you go, yeah. okay. This this works yeah. out
1: there. Like I'm stupid, but I'm not so, that stupid, right? I was stupid enough to do it twice. Yeah, you see that people but are But the third it. time, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this works. Yeah. Like I know there's companies out there that are making money as a plumbing business or nobody would be in it. So how does it work? So right. I literally got on my phone. I Googled, um, I think I googled like plumbing business coach. And mm-hmm. like, it's real hard to find that st- like nothing came up on Google. Um, finally, I found one of Richard Bainey's I think uh, potty talk live. So and I yeah. saw him. And I hope he watches this. I saw him with his funny little beard. And I was like, Yeah, this guy, what kind of joke is this? Like, like this guy looks so ridiculous with his little beard um yeah but then i you know so i it was the only thing i could find and so i i started like watching through his videos and i was like okay well maybe this guy actually knows what he's talking about maybe there's something here he would talk about you know running a residential service business versus a new construction business and which one you want to be in right um and how to charge and how to figure out your hourly rate and all that stuff and all the stuff that i didn't know and mm-hmm. finally i got on his website and i saw he had he had a course at the time he still has the course and then he had private coaching and i was like gotcha. i was like man i need more than just a course like i know that a course isn't gonna do it for me and i i have to be successful at this so i I signed up for the private coaching call, so I got on a call with him, and I remember it was kind of funny because, like, seeing him in the videos and then seeing, like, on a Zoom call, like, I'm a plumber, I didn't go on Zoom calls at the time, right? And I I experience this now, like, because I take some of these same Zoom calls now, and these plumbers, they don't know how to get on Zoom, they're like, trying to figure out how to turn their (laughs) camera on, and audio, hey,
0: even people know how to get on Zoom, it gets weird yeah. sometimes. And stuff the audio is not
1: working, and I'm like, <clears throat> So, I, so I did the exact same thing. I'm in my van, my seat is like flipped around, and have my phone, and I'm like trying to turn the camera on. Oh, that's so
0: funny. You're in your van, yeah, all that you know, kind of stuff, anyway. You, so then, I are you working like you're like in the middle of your work day, like taking yeah, this call? Yeah, I did. Yep, so <laughs> then I um,
1: I talked to him. And I was really the like, the question that got me is I was, I asked him, what's the difference between the people who just take the course and the people who do the private coaching? And he's, and he told me the people who do the private coaching just get their way faster. And that just sold me right there. Oh, yeah. I was like, good.
0: Yeah. Cause I yeah. want to get
1: out of this Makes as sense. fast as I can. Like, I don't want to do none of it. Yeah. So then yeah. they told me how much the private coaching was I about crap my pants. Um, because to me, yeah. like now, I look back, it's a very small amount of money, especially for the value that it mm-hmm. adds. And if you own a plumbing mm-hmm. business company, I would one hundred percent recommend. Actually, if you own any any company at all, and you're just starting out, go get a coach, and whatever it costs, just yeah. agree to pay it. Because that coach is going to provide you enough yeah. value to cover the cost of the coaching, one hundred percent. Yeah, I can one hundred percent guarantee yeah. that you will learn enough. To pay for the coaching. Mm-hmm. It'll be totally worth it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I remember he told me how much it was, um, and I about crapped my pants, but I knew that I needed it. And so I said, yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. And he was like super mm-hmm. surprised. He's like, you're the I think you're oh, the wow. first one that has just signed up for private coaching without going through the course at all. I was like
0: mm-hmm. sweet. Gotcha. Cool.
1: <clears throat> so then I
0: <laughs> Already, already. When I remember I
1: got home and I told my wife, Christelle,
0: Hey, wait, 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 wait. You signed up before you uh, talked to your wife. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to do it. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, I forgot. Dude, I got to write that down. Hold on. Never ask permission.
1: Always ask forgiveness.
0: Marriage advice. Oh dude. I'm Jared. Hot marriage tip. (laughs) Totally. Okay.
1: So I went, I went home and I'm, I remember I told her it was half of what I actually spent on it because I didn't want her to freak out because she's not as risky as I am. I'm like, I'm hecka risky. It's and I didn't know it back then, but I'll take all sorts of risks. Sure, sure. If I see there's an opportunity to move forward, um, then I'll take all sorts of risks to to get there. It's a good thing and a yeah, bad. Gotcha. But so I yeah, told gotcha. her it was half the price that it actually was.
0: Oh no.
1: <laughs> and then I immediately called my brother because he owns a business, yeah. and I was like, "Dude, um, I'm spending this much on private coaching. He was like, "Whoa, that's a lot. Are you Are you yeah. sure that's worth it?" I'm like, I don't know." And I felt just crazy for spending that. I felt absolutely insane for like sure. committing to spend that money because at the time, sure I didn't like I didn't have any money. I had right very little in savings. I had a credit card. Yeah. I basically started my company on a credit card, like any of the tools I needed, yeah. any of the stuff that I needed that mm-hmm. I didn't already have.
0: And this is third time through like yeah. your third time. Yeah, in the time, I went, right?
1: whatever I didn't have, I went and bought it on a credit card and then just hoped that between the private coaching and my desire to succeed, that it would be enough get me to where i wanted to go and to pay off the credit card yeah Man. but you know it ended up working really well so i yeah. you know did the private coaching and and right in that first right in that first little bit of the private coaching they go over what you charge per hour and that was immediately so valuable to me that it immediately made the coaching worth it within the first like two hours the first hour you the won the first two hours of getting <laughs> Of getting coaching, I had already received the value back. Because I was charging, yeah, you know, I back then I was charging $140 an hour. And I thought I was on the expensive Mm -hmm. end. Um, when in reality, you know, so I would bill out five hundred thousand a year, but my expenses were four hundred and forty thousand a year. And so I was making like nothing. I wasn't even paying myself what I should be paying myself, and then my business didn't make anything. In reality, my business was making right. negative because it couldn't even pay me what I needed to get paid. Yeah, and I just yeah. didn't, I didn't wow, understand yeah. that. And so should <clears throat> sure. go in and then learn what you should be charging per hour um, was phenomenal. And then from then on, so so you can imagine like before I was doing four or 500,000 a year for the next I think I signed up for coaching in See, I think it was in August. Between August and December that in 2019, I think I built out like $600,000 just in that few months. And what was cool is I was able mm-hmm. to pay my credit card off. I was able to pay myself mm-hmm. my normal wage mm-hmm. that I would make it work. And then I was able to save like mm-hmm. 80 grand. And that was really the catalyst wow. of being able to invest back in my business, grow it as fast right. as I did. So I saved that 80 grand. Gotcha. And then come January, um, just went hog
0: wild. Yeah. Yeah. And then I mean, we. so go ahead. Um, yeah, because I think we should I think we should talk about that a little bit. Because why were you charging what you were charging before you raised? Because I, I like what was your mindset in that I didn't moment? Oh,
1: like, I didn't even know. I didn't sure. know. Like, that a normal business would say, okay, I have these expenses. It costs me this much to run. And then yeah. my business needs to make a profit. So I need to make what it costs mm-hmm. to run plus a profit. Like it's a simple, like, it's a simple mm-hmm. equation, right? But I just didn't yeah. know, like, that's something you learn in business school or somewhere, but I'd never been sure. to business school. I was a plumber, sure. right? Blue collar. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, and then, you know, you're, it has a lot to do with your mindset as well. Like you don't realize your worth Mm -hmm. as a plumber. You don't realize how Mm -hmm. much you're worth. That's Mm -hmm. why learning your expenses Mm -hmm. and then charging based on, you know, if you're, if you're charging based on the service that you offer, so what it costs you to provide the service you offer plus Mm -hmm. a profit, then that's fair to your customer and that's fair to yourself. So not just coming up with a price out of your butt, or calling somebody else and seeing what they're charging, but actually pricing yourself based on the level of the service that you offer. So if somebody wants to offer a lesser service, they can be a little bit cheaper. If somebody wants to offer a better service, well, it costs more to offer that service. So they need to charge a little more. And that's why usually you get more value out of higher ticket things or things of more value usually cost more, right? We see it in yeah. we see it in yeah. clothing. We see it in food, you know, regular food versus organic food. It costs more to produce mm-hmm. the organic food. So you get a better quality food. That's up for debate. But right. I mean, clothing. You can we're yeah, just gonna you go you can go to it. Target and get, you know, a cheapo, super thin, plain t shirt, or you can go down to the mm-hmm. van store and get a nice high quality vans t shirt with their logo on it. This costs more mm-hmm. to produce. They have more marketing involved, uh, and so mm-hmm. you end up paying more for this product. It's the same same exact principle Gosh. with your plumbing business. But where most people fall into is they'll, you know, they're just like me. They they worked in the plumbing trade for years, and they'll say, "Okay, I'm going to go start a business." And so they either charge right. right what the last guy was charging where they worked, whether he was making any money or not. They 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 yeah, usually they think that um, you know, I'm working all these hours and I'm just making my boss rich. But in reality, you may or may not be making your boss <laughs> any money at all. He might be in the same boat <laughs> I was in just with employees. Yeah. I see it all the time. Yeah. And then uh yeah. or they call around and they call other plumbing companies and hey, what are you charging per hour? Like what's your hourly rate? And they yeah. go a little bit cheaper. That's that's what I was yeah. guilty of. So I called around um, people were charging around, you know, 130, 120. So when I first started, mm-hmm. I was, I think I first started at like 105.
0: Interesting. So you price yourself really low, even compared to everybody else. Who's already, As we now yeah. know, low. I thought,
1: Oh, I'll price myself low. I'll get all the work and I'll make tons of money, but God, gotcha. it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't work that way. You need to price yeah. yourself according to the service you provide. And then people yeah, who sure. want that, yeah, because you weren't, will hire you and be yeah, you good money. Because you weren't,
0: it. you weren't providing a low quality service. You weren't providing a hundred dollar per hour, like whatever that would be, service. You were providing a very high level of service, very yep. quality, very high level of
1: service, and if, very high quality work. And I really did care yep. about my customers. And sure, and that's probably why
0: it becomes so consuming, right? Because you care so much. Uh, yeah, because you're connected to the humans who own these houses that you're going to help you're connected to those people who don't have heat in that moment you hear their stories you look into their yep. eyes and then you want to help them,
1: yep exactly, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of gotcha. like uh you know there's a little bit of a mind sh- mindset shift that needs to happen to go from plumber brain to business owner brain yeah, where you understand these yeah these reasons why you charge and yeah in reality Yeah, 'cause like like back then when I wasn't charging enough and something would happen that I didn't that I didn't equate for, it was really hard
0: to do the right thing
1: because the money wasn't there.
0: Mm-hmm. It just Yeah, you, you, you could only do the right thing at an expense of your yeah, bottom line.
1: The expense of my top yeah. line, really. So like, like so it was yeah. really hard to do those things. Whereas now that I charge enough in my plumbing business, we expect those kinds of things. And when they happen, our our reaction isn't, oh no, our reaction is we gotta take care of the customer. We gotta make sure yeah. the customer. Oh, yeah. So
0: Yeah, that's actually yeah, that's a really good point. Like you have to if you actually wanna take care of the customer like you do, like you would want to, you actually have to account for that in your price. And if you don't, you actually won't be able to take care of the customer even to the point where you won't exist as a business because you're not charging enough at all. And then you can't take care of any customers. Exactly.
1: Which is a, which is a loss for your customer because now they can't get the service Mm -hmm. they like. It's a loss for you Mm -hmm. because now you're out of business and it's a loss for your employees because they don't have a job anymore. Right.
0: And even if it doesn't
1: come to that point of, you know, going out of business, if you're not charging enough, you might be able to stay in business, but you're still not going to be able to take care of your customer very well. You're not going to be able to offer your Mm -hmm. employees, you know, paid time off, good benefits, nice Mm -hmm. vehicles, Mm -hmm. good tools to use. So Mm -hmm. every and then you're not going to make a you're not going to make a profit. So everybody struggles. Everybody suffers in that. situation. It's a lose, lose, lose. Yeah. So by charging more, it's a win, win, win for everybody. And yeah, gotcha. Some people might argue, well, the customer loses because they have to pay more. But what they don't understand is that people are 100% willing to pay more for something of good value. So if you offer a high value service, a good service with good work, with good customer service, and you take care of the customer, people are willing to pay very high dollar amounts for that service because not Mm -hmm. too many people are doing it. And a lot of people.
0: Oh, true. Don't true, care true. about
1: the money. They care more about the headache of it all. And typically dealing mm-hmm. with a plumber just adds more headache. So if you can get rid of that headache for the customer, that is worth so much to them. Way mm-hmm. more than whatever, way more than the money they're exchanging.
0: Right. And yeah, that's yeah. really
1: where you become a profitable profitable business. When you're providing more value to the customer than the money that they're giving you in their mind.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So outside of pricing, because that sounds like that was probably the highest level of value thing that you did within your business the yep. third time. What would be like the next thing that like really made a huge difference in your business? So
1: pricing and then just having the realization that you can hire employees to do the work and then you can do more work. Sure. You can hire more employees to do more work and then you can do more work sure and that you can actually just build this business that runs on systems and processes and it becomes way less complicated than when you were back in the van by yourself so
0: oh wow huh interesting so (laughs) because i could i can it seems like that people would think it'd be the reverse. Yes. Like it's less complicated when it's just you. Cause that's all you gotta worry about. You don't gotta worry about managing people or anything, but you're saying that it's actually less complicated when you have people to help yeah, it's you. it's
1: way less complicated because just like you said, now you have people that can help you. And I yeah. think a lot of people think that employees are gonna be headaches, but in reality, most employees actually really care about what they're doing. And they're more than willing to help mm-hmm. as long as you're paying them accordingly. Mm-hmm and you're just not a total Mm -hmm. asshole, then most people- That seems like an important part. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you provide them with a good opportunity and a good place to work, most people are more than willing to help you out. Because that's that's what employment is. It's like, hey, I need this thing done. I'm willing to pay you really good money to do it. You wanna come do it? And they come do it. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to Mm -hmm. do it. And it's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's the awesome. The feeling on
1: you know, on the planet.
0: Did you ever, like, when did you notice in your mind where you went from plumber Jared to business owner Jared? It took
1: a, it took a long time. It took a while. I actually thought about this the other day. Um, it was the doing of the things, of, like, the doing the business owner things that got me there. So I couldn't have just made that God. switch. It was like, I had to go do the yeah. things necessary uh, yeah like uh-huh. i had to go hire employees manage employees go buy vehicles mm-hmm. build systems build mm-hmm. processes um mm. work on spreadsheets those kinds of things huh. that yeah. that really brought me to the business owner mindset and then even after all that so like to finish the story of oh, where I'm at today is you know we built we took my plumbing business prospector plumbing and heating and we In two years, we just really pushed hard on it and we grew it to, you know, I don't know, nine or 10 vans on the road, two CSRs and a general manager and doing 5 million a year in annual sales. And I was able to completely remove myself from the business. So now I live in Mm -hmm. Florida and my business runs in Fairbanks, Alaska.
0: Wow. That's a huge, that's like like pretty far away. And
1: like from the beginning, I never would have known that was possible. I didn't think moving to Florida was possible until just a month before I did it, right? <laughs> and so, so I I look back on that yeah. and I'm like, "Okay, well yeah. what got me from there to right. here? Like how did I shift my mindset to think this was possible?" And really what it boils down to is as I went, I kept dreaming bigger. I kept going, "Okay, well now what can I do?" And then rather than yeah. going, "I don't know right. how to get there," I would just start going there and in going there yeah, I had sure. to develop the skills yeah. that I needed to get there right because if you yeah. don't ever go like yeah, if you yeah. don't ever do you're never going to get there
0: yeah sure yeah like I feel like that the biggest takeaway in this moment is that when you say that you learned how to be the owner when you started doing owner yes. things because I think a lot of the times we think that we have to have the answers before we initiate whatever we're yeah. about to do but so much of it is actually, well, you just do, and then you learn how to do what yeah. you're doing, and then before you know it, you're actually doing yeah. what you're doing. You're
1: just falling forward. I think that's probably the that's yeah. the yeah. difference between yeah. um, successful people and non-successful people, and I would imagine if you talk to people who are way more successful than me, they would probably think it even more true. But I think yeah. you know the difference is successful people come upon a problem, and they don't just go there's a problem. I think I'm just going to stay back here cuz it's comfortable. They just go like, "No, mm. oh, there's a problem. I'm going to go get over it." And they just start trying to figure out how to get over it. They just kind of like
0: fall sure. over it. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, they just lean yeah, into just the like, problem,
1: knowing that they have to do just something. Just like about I it. did when I was just turned out and they made me a foreman on a job. And I just faked yeah, it yeah, till yeah. I made it. And I made a ton of mistakes.
0: Yeah. But eventually I
1: learned how to huh. like I learned how to do it by faking it. I think yeah. um, I yeah. think that's the difference between successful people and non successful people. They don't have to have it all figured out. They just go into it yeah. knowing they'll figure it out
0: eventually. Yeah. Huh. Gotcha. So what's next? Actually, you don't even know what you're doing. We don't even know what I you're know. doing now. Like you live in Florida. What do you do? You chill on the uh, beach? Yeah. You I chill the on the beach.
1: beach. Right? I love the beach. No, I actually hate the beach. Um,
0: wait a second nobody hates
1: um you know uh i don't know me and you have discussed this a lot it's really hard to figure out what to do next like you really like like i've been struggling with you know you get to this point where you're like successful enough to where you have everything that you want and that's different for everybody for me when i was a kid i wanted to be a bum And I was going to live on in Australia on the beach and work at Subway and eat free Subway sandwiches. So like my goals have never been very huge. My (laughs) desires have never been very big. So to me, just, I have ultimate freedom and that's really what I wanted. I have enough money and I have enough time, freedom to do whatever it is that I want. Mm -hmm. And so to, to say, okay, well, what is it that I actually want out of life? Is a difficult thing.
0: Yeah. 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 Once you sort of get your head above the clouds of living that like almost paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. And then suddenly you find yourself above the clouds. Like, I mean, you you went from you know, struggling yep. in what, like three years? Two like two years, two, and a, half two and, years? and a half years from like like your business went from you made a decision to get coaching and then apply all the things you're supposed to in your yeah. coaching. And then in two years, suddenly you're like yeah. out of it. And then now you have this incredible view above the clouds to figure out yes. what to do. Incredible freedom. And you didn't, you don't. Yeah. Now you just have to figure out what to do with the rest of your life. Cause you're still young. Yeah, and so
1: it kind of boils down to like, what's important to you, you know? And I know, sure. you know, we, we've talked about this a lot. I know that I'm not the kind of person that can not work. I just not do anything, right? I just go right. do things he enjoys. I'll get really bored. I have to have a a work and a purpose. Um. And so, figuring out what that looks like is is pro. It, it's fun. It's
0: an enjoyable process. Sure. Sure.
1: Yeah. I don't.
0: Yeah, I think that's like a. I mean, that's a really important point that. I think anybody listening to this and listening to Jared's story is getting to the point where like once you finally put in the work and you get out of there, there is this next level of fun and fulfillment when you're trying to figure out, okay, well yeah. now what? Like you did that thing that you thought was going to be really hard and maybe you thought was going to be the rest of your life, which is whatever plumbing business to have or whatever business yeah. you have. And then now that's successful because you've learned to do the right steps or you were taught to do the right steps. And then you're like, oh, Now you actually get to decide what to do next. Nothing is forcing you to do anything. You actually just have to decide what to do next. And it's kind of funny because that's its own problem. Cause it's like, okay, now that no one's forcing you to do it, like what do you do? Yeah. Like, like what's important and how do you like quantify that into actionable things? Like if you're like, oh, my family's important. It's like, okay, well, well, what do you do? What does that mean? Exactly. And imagine
1: like, so now more time and more money isn't really important anymore. So what right. what really is important? What, what are the important things? <sighs> the stuff that sure. I never thought about back then, you know, before it was my time, my time and my money was important because I needed that time yeah. to spend with my family, you know, to do yeah. what I wanted to do for my own sanity. Um, and then money just to live because mon- you need money to live. And now that yeah. I don't have those problems, um, it's hard. It's tough to figure out, OK, well, so now what's important, right?
0: Oh, that's it. It's like, yeah, you ran yeah. out of problems. And now it's like without problems, sometimes it's hard to figure out what to do if nothing's actually kind of exactly. poking you.
1: So I'm starting to figure out you know, huh. what it is that I actually like, like what it is that actually drives me. Um, and some of those things, some of those things are coming unexpectedly as I push into other areas, like pushing into, mm-hmm. you know, our, you know, i have this social media business that you're a partner in um, where we do social media for other plumbing companies and pushing into that, doing sales calls and things that I would never do for right. a plumbing business. I'm finding myself maybe, right. even doing like sales calls for like the private coaching side of things. I love doing them. Like, so, like, I, <laughs> like, I just love winning, right? And I didn't know this about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like winning. I hate yeah. sports. I hate team organized things. You never,
0: you never play any board game. You're I not hate a board, game board
1: games. I hate card games. But when it comes to selling something, I don't think I'm a very good salesman, but I love winning. Like, the the winning at it is going to make me a good salesman. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's like you don't think you're a good salesman, but you love winning, and I think your track record's pretty yeah, good. We'll see. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Especially after people yeah. listen to this. <laughs> They're gonna be like, this is a salesman.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I see how it is. You just try to sell me. No, I the real
1: the reality of it is that in what I'm selling, I see that I see that there's so much value for the person I'm selling it to yeah. that I don't want to see them get off the call without purchasing the product because They need it so incredibly bad. And I know that now because I've been on the other side. So it's way less of a sales call and more of a, more of a, like a plea of you need this. Like, I really want you to be successful. And I really want you to get to where, to where, you know, have the same success that I've had. And you're not going to do that if you don't buy this product. And so it's less of a, less of a sales thing and more of a I want you to win. I want you to win
0: with. Yeah. Me. sure.
1: Otherwise, yeah. and if you don't buy this product, you're not going to win.
0: Yeah, winning winning is possible yes. for you, that you actually can yes. win. Even if it feels super rough that you actually yes. can do it. But you need my product. Or you need. Some yeah, win, of right? course. Yeah, just yeah. Like, it would definitely
1: help just like yeah. I, you know, I bought private coaching from the million dollar plumber and he won. He got my business Mm -hmm. and I won ultimately way more than he won. Yeah. Because I got so much more in return than what I paid him.
0: Mm -hmm. So worth
1: it. Yep. So that's just what I want for everybody else. Really.
0: Yeah. And it's really fun to watch other people get those. So cool. Like it's fun it's fun to see people like light up like oh this is what you're talking about like yeah it's so I know. awesome isn't that isn't that isn't that cool like this it's cool. so cool i
1: had a, a call with a client yesterday and he had just gone through his pricing and he hopped on the call and it's like just this light bulb went off in his head he understood what was going on like he came out his expenses were like six hundred thousand dollars a year and he told me dude i only I only build out 660 last year. No wonder I didn't have any money. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. that's
0: so cool. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, you're at that first step.
1: His pricing calculator told him what to charge. And sometimes that can be a little shocking. And this particular guy just owned it. And it was so cool to see. Oh, nice. He just, he is starting like so much further along than even I started just by owning that that price and being willing to push forward on that price. He's going to, yeah. he's going to be way, yeah. he's going to kill it way more than I did. So that is, yeah. And it was, it's funny how much, like when I was getting coaching and I would have these wins and Richard Bainey would have these, you know, he would be like excited about my success. And I didn't really understand it at the, at the time.
0: Oh, sure. But, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: but now I get it. Cause I was genuinely excited yeah. for this guy. I was super stoked. Yeah. It was like, this is like, dude, yeah. you're going to, you're gonna explode. This is gonna be rap, Like before yeah. you know it, yeah. you're gonna be living in Florida. We're gonna be neighbors, and <laughs>
0: you're gonna be hating the yeah, beach
1: with me. We'll right be, next
0: to me, we're gonna be hating we sit it together. At the
1: beach, digging a hole in the sand, hating life together. Yeah. At least we'll
0: have money. <laughs> and yeah, our wives will be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least, at least we can look forward to the poke nachos when we get off the beach. Yep. But
1: yeah, yeah it's it's gotcha. it's funny how much how much joy that can bring. Having watching somebody else be successful. Just because of the little bit of information. them. Uh-huh. Huh.
0: Well, what is probably the biggest piece of advice you could give to anybody listening?
1: Oh man. That's a tough question.
0: <laughs> I know. Cause I got lots of advice. I know. Well, you got to narrow it down.
1: So if I can narrow it down to one thing, I would say, One thing I would say, like, if you're going to be in a job, there's nothing wrong with being in a job, I guess, like you could be a, um, an entrepreneur, right. Um, go into a job and and really own it and work your way up in the company. You can make lots of money that way. Um, but Mm -hmm. for me, like I would say there's the most opportunity in starting your own business. Um, most people don't have the opportunity to get into a business and become an entrepreneur and really hone their skills and grow with the company. Most people don't have that opportunity. Right. There there are those opportunities. Like right. Jeff Bezos has guys under him that are making millions of dollars a year. Um, right. Um, Grant Cardone has guys that are making a million dollars a year. Um, all these high level entrepreneurs, they all have people that kind of came up in the business with them that are all making millions year. Mm -hmm. But if you're starting out and you don't have that opportunity, you can stay in your job for forever. And at the end, Mm -hmm. you're not going to have very much. It's just the reality of it. Right? So if you want total freedom and total and I mean, if you want total freedom, and lots of money, um, freedom of money, freedom of time, then you Mm -hmm. need to go start your own business. And it's easier Mm -hmm. than you think. You just have to have Mm -hmm. a skill. You can acquire a skill and you can build a business around that skill and then find somebody who's built a business around that skill and get their help. And in building that business, you're going to learn way more skills that are going to stack on top of your skills and you're going to be even more valuable and you're going to be able to come up with other businesses and other ventures to get into. And that's where you're going to find your joy, right? So you're not gonna find your joy in getting getting the money or getting the time. You're gonna find more right. joy in like doing the work, putting the work in and growing and learning new things. Sure. That's more than the cool thing, but- I like it. That'd be my advice.
0: Ah, start a business. Yeah.
1: Especially if you're like getting out of high school and you don't wanna to go to college. Start a business.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, start a business. Especially then I feel like it's a lot lower cost for you at that yeah. point. because. Unless you're Jared, you don't have a family yeah. yet, so you can just sort of like, you can you can take different yeah. risks. And you're young, you can, gosh, you can just go a little bit Move harder. Move somewhere I think.
1: where it's relatively warm all year long, where they need somebody's, where they need your yard mode, all year long. Move somewhere like that. Yeah. Start a yard mowing business. And charge yeah. monthly, so charge a a subscription yep. rate, and then stack on. Um, You know, weeding, bush trimming, and pressure washing. And just Mm -hmm. do that business. Like, easy peasy. Anybody could start that business. They need a truck and a lawnmower. Mm -hmm. That's it. Maybe a Mm -hmm. truck, a trailer, a lawnmower, and a weed whacker. A smartphone. A smartphone.
0: And maybe some some social media presence.
1: Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. You could go start that And any... Any 18-year-old that goes and does that, they're going to make way more money than if they spent five years in college, paying for college for five years, and then getting out and having to pay all that debt on a job that probably isn't going to make them nearly as much as that yard business would have five years ago. And then they're going to have way less skills. They're
0: going to learn learn way more about themselves too because they're going to have to work in all these different areas. Like they will be, as you said, they will be falling forward the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I a lot. Wow. Well, Jared Williams, it was nice getting yeah. to know
1: you. Thanks for having me on my own
0: podcast. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs>